0: And welcome back to the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast. I'm your host, Asher, and today we'll be reading chapter 14 of Minecraft Dungeons Rise with Arch Illager by Matt Forbeck. Let's dive right in. Chapter 14 By the time the sun set, Archie and his redstone golem still hadn't found the illigerating raiding party. They had made it all the way around to the southern side of the Desert Temple. But no matter where Archie looked, he couldn't find any members of his former tribe. The undead, though, began to appear the instant the sun's rays no longer fell on the gates of the Desert Temple. One by one, they came shuffling or clattering out of it, forming a well-spaced line that stretched toward the darkest parts of the desert. They didn't seem to have any destination in mind, but they clearly hunted, hungered for fresh prey. Despite the size of the redstone golems, Archie did his best to keep them out of the way of the undead mobs. To his amazement, they managed it. The mobs ignored them, barely even looking in their direction. With the fall of dusk, Archie was ready to give up on finding the Illager raiding party until morning. He looked around for a tall dune on which he could set up camp, and he wondered if he could manage to climb up onto one of the redstone golem's shoulders and fall asleep there. He didn't think it could be any worse than snoozing in the branches of a tree. The Illagers are not far off. How do you know that? Archie suppressed a moment's irritation at the orb. Did it know where the illigerating party was? Had it known the entire time they'd been wandering around lost? Listen. Archie opened his mouth to snap an angry retort at the orb. Listen. Telling it to listen to him. But before he could manage it, he realized what the orb meant. He shut his mouth carefully and held his breath. He closed his eyes cocked his head to the side, and reached out with his raised ear. Off in the distance, over the groaning of husks, he heard the twanging of bowstrings, the clash of steel, and the cries of the injured and dying. He opened his eyes and swung his head about, as if it were on a swivel. He took the measure of the sounds as he did until he managed to determine the direction from which they echoed across the dunes. When he finally remembered to breathe, that way he marched off in that direction, using the staff as a walking stick. The redstone golems fell in line behind him. Eager to get a good look at what he'd been hearing, Archie hustled ahead. The sounds became louder as he approached their source, but the desert played tricks on him. Every time he topped a dune, he fully expected to see the battle playing out before him, but he was disappointed several times before he finally came upon it. When he finally reached the fight, Archie skidded to a halt in the sand at the peak of the final dune and took it all in. Below him, a horde of undead mobs fought in a pitched battle with the raiding party. There were more husks and skeletons this time than before, and tonight they were being ordered around by a skeletal figure, wearing a bejeweled circlet on its head and long, pristly robes. It wielded a staff, much like the one Archie held, but without a glowing orb floating atop it. The figure hovered just above the ground, its feet never touching the sands below it. A necromancer. An ancient wizard that uses death magic to control the undead. That sounded like the worst thing Archie had ever heard of, even in his cruelest nightmares. He'd run into undead before, but he never thought too much about where they might come from. They just showed up every night, kind of like bats in the darkened sky, and disappeared in the daylight. The idea that they might be directed by something, or someone, chilled him to the bone. That explained, he supposed, why the husks and skeletons had managed to surround the illager raiding party tonight. Generally, the illagers were faster than the undead, and managed to keep away from them until they were ready to bring the fight to them. Somehow, though, the creatures had penned the illagers in on all sides, and they were closing the trap around them in, in the deadliest ways. Archie didn't know what came over him. He hated fighting and wanted to stay as far away from it as possible. In the past, he would have frozen up and simply watched the battle devolve into carnage until there were no villagers left to scream to him for help. Now, though, he stood tall in front of his redstone golems. "'pointed toward the undead with his orb-topped staff, "'and shouted, "'Charge!' "'The redstone golems obeyed without hesitation. "'They lumbered straight into the battle "'with no concern for their own safety. "'They wanted only to please their master. "'The undead didn't pay much attention to the assault. "'They had their hands, bows, and teeth full "'dealing with the villagers they were attacking.' The fact that the desert sands were suddenly thrumming under their feet didn't bother them in the slightest. The necromancer spotted the the redstone golems, but not before they were only a dozen strides away. It spun about and waved its staff, ordering some of the undead to break off and face the incoming threat, but it was too late for them to do much about it. The redstone golem slammed into the undead like a roaring tide, smashing into a beach. They swept aside husks like they were tiny children and stomped the skeletons to pieces and then ground their bones beneath their feet. A shout of surprise went up among the beleaguered illagers. And then a raw voice cheer. They had started to flag with exhaustion and had prepared themselves to face their final moments with their inevitable defeat, newly heartened they raised their weapons once again to aid in the destruction of the undead. Archie felt like cheering himself as he watched the battle play out from a relatively safe distance. Just beyond bowshot should an enterprising skeleton get any heroic notions into its skull. The redstone golems were doing better against the undead than he could have hoped. Then the necromancer waved its staff again. Every one of the husks, still standing, turned and focused their silent hunger on a single one of the redstone golems. They surrounded it on all sides and pulled at it with their rotting fingers and bit at it with their broken teeth, while the illagers and the other redstone golems busied themselves with beating the skeletons to pieces instead. Archie watched in horror as the husks overwhelmed the victimized redstone golem. The creature swung recklessly at anything within reach, knocking husk after husk away from its rocky self, but every creature it slammed aside was replaced instantly. The relentless onslaught wore the creature down, its leg gave out, and it fell to one knee. In an instant, the husks clambered over it like it was a small hill and tore at it until it fell onto the sand in a glowing heap. Archie knew right away that the redstone golem was done. Despair filled his heart. He only had so many of these creatures, and the undead appeared to be limitless. Even if he carried the battle that night, Would the losses leave him with enough redstone golems to protect High Block Keep? Was he going to be a hero one night only to lose everything he'd gain the next? You need an army. If you fail here, the most you can hope for is to spend the rest of your days sealed in High Block Keep with the drawbridge raised. Archie wasn't convinced that would be so bad. It would be lonely, sure, but he was used to being lonely and it would be much better than how he'd lived when he'd been wandering the land on his own. At least he'd be safe and warm. You don't really want to waste such power by hiding it away. Power is meant to be used. Someone had hidden the Orb of Dominance away. Archie knew, but not for what purpose. The fact that Archie had never heard of that person, or the power of the orb, perhaps provided that point. Did Archie really want to live quiet and forgotten, when he could become a legend? He never dreamed of such a destiny before. He had a hard enough time keeping himself from being beaten up. But now, with all this power at his disposal, how could he bear to waste it? With renewed determination, Archie took his staff and pointed it straight at the undead leader. Take down the necromancer, he shouted. The remaining redstone golems turned as one to execute Archie's order. Ignoring the skeleton still firing arrows at them, they lumbered directly toward the necromancer. When the necromancer realized the redstone golems were coming after him, he thrust his free hand in the air and recalled all the husks to his side. They abandoned the down redstone golem, which was now nothing more than a heap of glowing rubble, and hurried to their master's aid. Meanwhile, the skeletons broke off from the redstone golem and the heartened illagers and made straight for Archie. This turn of events surprised him, as up until that point he would felt like he'd been untouchable, The first arrows fired at him, well short of hitting him, but not short enough for his liking. He thought of turning and fleeing into the desert. Surely the redstone golems and the illager raiding party would be fine on their own. Once the redstone golems killed the necromancer, the other mobs would be easy for them to deal with. You are a leader. Leaders do not flee. Archie groaned out loud. He knew the Orb of of Dominance was right but he felt that he would be personally much better off as a living coward than a dead leader. You can defeat any undead who dare to come near you. Do it. Archie looked up at the glowing orb and realized it was right. He was panicking over nothing. He only needed to use the power it had granted him. He held his staff high and willed willed the orb to destroy the incoming undead. Archie had worried that the orb wouldn't be able to reach the skeletons until they were too close for comfort. It had been one thing to destroy those husks atop the Hollow Mountain. The orb could destroy long before they managed to put Archie into any real danger. But could it defeat the skeletons before they drew close enough to fire arrows at him? He shouldn't have worried. The orb had not once cured him wrong so far. And it didn't do so now. It fired out powerful bolt after bolt so fast that it incinerated the skeletons closest to him, just as they were about to loose their browstrings. Their weapons clattered to the ground where they had once stood, their arrows rolling away behind them. Archie let out a little cheer of his own. Perhaps that wasn't the thing a strong, confident leader would do, but he didn't care. He was too thrilled to keep his excitement to himself. Fortunately, the necromancer didn't have a similar means of responding to the redstone golems. Its husks railed to its side. But the much larger golems were busily stomping them into pace. As Archie watched, one of the golems broke through the husks and smashed a redstone fist right into the necromancer's face. The necromancer wheeled back, staggered by the blow. Meanwhile, more of the skeletons approached Archie, following the necromancer's last orders to them, which must have been something like, "'Kill the person with the glowing orb on a staff!' They didn't seem to have any sense of self-preservation. They just kept marching toward him, and the orb kept lancing fresh bolts of power through them. The illager raiding party had stopped fighting at this point. The ones who were still on their feet, checking in on their injured friends, seeing what they could do to help them. Without the undead mobs attacking them, they could haul the ones who could be saved away from the battle, and then get ready to leap back into fracas, should their savior not prove up to the task. Another one of the redstone golems went down under a pile of husks. The loss caused Archie to groan in dismay. But the resultant movement of the husks toward the downed golem opened up a gap in the line they'd formed in front of the necromancer. Two of the remaining redstone golems dashed forward and began knocking the necromancer back and forth between them like a bony punching bag. In a matter of moments, the necromancer crumbled to the ground in a heap of broken bones. When that when that happened, the other undead mobs lost their unity. The husks were content to keep attacking the golems. But the skeletons decided that perhaps it was best to keep their distance from Archie and, the, and his stunningly effective orb. Secure with the orb hovering at the top of his staff, Archie marched over to the redstone golems and let the orb eradicate any of the husks, too stubborn to leave once their friends began turning to ash. In the end, three of the golems stood next to Archie, tall and mostly unharmed. The others remained crumbled in the sand, unmoving. Some of the undead mobs moved in the direction of the illiterating party, but they did so as individuals rather than a large group. The Illagers picked them off one at a time as they came closer. Between that and Archie lancing away at any undead that came near him, the area was soon emptied of such mobs. It was then that the leader of the raiding party came over to introduce himself to their savior. Archie let the glow of the Orb of Dominance return to its standard intensity, so the Illager could stop shading his eyes. When the leader lowered his hand, Archie immediately recognized him as Thord, who gawked up at him as if he had returned from the dead. Archie? Thord said it. Is that you? Well, that's the end of chapter 14. A crazy chapter because Archie finds himself face to face with Thord. I guess we'll have to find out what happens in the next chapter. Until then, I'm your host, Asher, and this is the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast. Peace!